Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people pleasing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's Let's dive dive in. G'day guys, welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. Chris and Philly here, super excited to have you listening. Today's episode is all about boundaries and what we want to uncover today and talk about is how having boundaries or not having boundaries can be linked to body burnout um, and what boundaries are when it comes to other people and also we want to dive into the deeper unconscious reasons why you struggle to set, keep and communicate your boundaries. We want to wrap the episode up with some practical tips on setting boundaries and how to live with flow and ease and comfort and enjoyment while still having boundaries. So grab a cup of herbal tea, stick your feet up and uh, enjoy the episode. All right. So what are boundaries? And we're talking about boundaries specifically when it comes to relationships and how you interact with other people. So a boundary is also known as a healthy emotional wall that you may put around yourself or create for yourself so that it's not encroached by other people. And that could be physical, whether it's like your physical space, it could be emotional boundaries, sexual boundaries, even material boundaries, like what are you willing to to give to other people? Uh, your time, time is a huge one when it comes to boundaries and body burnout. And also even like intellectual boundaries, especially for our business owners out there or maybe our people with certain knowledge and skills that sometimes people can pick your brain and take up a lot of your intellectual time. So it's useful to understand that we need healthy and happy yeah well in order to be healthy and happy we we need to have these boundaries and for you to really understand and become aligned with what you're willing to give away or do and also what you're willing to do for others for the sake of making someone else happy there's a couple of different types of metaphors as you were saying a wall a healthy wall i was thinking as a rebel myself rebel with cause I think sometimes a wall can sound restrictive you know I'm not some goat to keep wrapped up in a in a cage that's a limiting belief isn't it uh I think of it as a game life is a game and in basketball or or American football my two favorite sports there's boundaries Uh, if there were no lines the game wouldn't be as fun because guys would be running all over the place and it would be oh, hard to score. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so it, it's just, you know, it's 
the game's not as fun if there's no boundaries. So I think have fun. Find the constraints that you can enjoy your game. How about that one? Rather than force yourself to stay in bounds, put a wall around yourself so you can imprison any sort of freedom and lock yourself into a way of living that you will like or die. You know, or you can, hey, let's have some fun with this. Find the game we want to play. Hey, today we're playing netball, basketball, cricket, whatever. Let's slap a boundary up. This is the context, this is the constraint. That's how I see boundaries. Well, yeah, that's kind of the difference between living your life with force or flow. Mm. So you could have very strict boundaries that X, Y, and Z cannot happen or should happen, but you're so fear-driven and stressed about keeping your boundaries that it often is more detrimental than beneficial. Or you can live your life knowing your boundaries but doing that with more flow, more play, more ease because it comes from a place of safety. And we'll talk more about that. Like how do you actually create, set, keep, communicate your boundaries so it comes from a place of love and flow rather than force and fear? I often think as well, and we'll chat about this in a, in a minute, um, Maybe we will chat. We'll chat about it later. But but the yeah, let's let's move on. Okay, all right. So just for those, I mean, I feel like a lot of people boundaries is kind of like a very fad word. I think maybe in the last few years that people throw around. But in case you're really confused around what are you even talking about specifically when you say boundaries, I just wanted to give you some examples. So that might look like valuing your personal boundaries and not compromising them for someone else. Saying no and accepting when others say no. Um, I was actually talking to a client yesterday and she said, yes, I'm really learning to say no to others before I say no to myself. And it feels good. And did you know, since she's been doing this, she had chronic eczema all over her face and now it's healing. Actually, it's not even there at the moment, which is so cool. Uh, another example might be knowing who you are and what you want and communicating that to others. That feels good, knowing deeply who you are and what you want and being able to communicate that with others. Uh, engaging inappropriate sharing. So boundaries isn't about living on an isolated island and you're number one and like no one can ever get into your heart. It's really about actually creating beautiful and loving and really healthy relationships with others and knowing when it's appropriate to give and take. Because that first example was coming from a place of fear and enforcing, wasn't it? Yeah. Another example might look like not letting others define you or your sense of self-worth. So whether that's, you know, sometimes people make sly remarks. They, it might not be intentional. Sometimes people say things and put you down intentionally, regardless of whether it's intentional or not. You don't let others define who you are and your worth as a human being because you own it for yourself. And there's a lot of permission tied up in boundaries as well, Give yourself, giving yourself permission to be a certain way and to, to have these boundaries, not from a reactive, forceful stance it's it's a no i am of worth i am 
valuable. I'm a king or I'm a queen. I am very much the prize here. Uh, and, and with this value, this is what I stand for. This is my standard. This is the line. Another example would be knowing that your needs and feelings are just as important as the needs and feelings of others and maybe in a way more important because if your cup isn't full, if your cup is empty, if your needs aren't being met, if your feelings aren't being validated even by yourself, then it's really hard to show up for other people. Knowing that you have the right to your emotions and feelings, it's okay to feel sad or angry or excited or happy. That's okay. It's your right. And another example would be respecting others' values, beliefs, opinions, while knowing that you do not have to compromise your own values, beliefs, and opinions. That's that that good old saying, agree to disagree. (laughs) And it's okay. You don't have to compromise your own beliefs and opinions and values to make someone else feel good. It's okay even if they get offended. That's when you know that you're living your boundaries and you feel okay with that. Uh, Hanlon's Razor philosophical quote is never attribute to malice what can be attributed to um, ignorance or incompetence. And so a, a lot of times we, in our insecurities, we can falsely attribute malice to what, what what could be seen as um, just ignorance. For example, we're driving down the street and someone's going 40 kilometers in front of us. We can say, oh, with malice, we can get into a, a really sticky, stressful situation and state. We might feel like our boundaries are being encroached on because this person is driving too slow and I have to get to work and blah, 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 blah. blah. But we in that state become ignorant of the other person's wants and needs and a lot of clashes globally politically relationships um, on the road can can happen when we falsely attribute to malice what can be attributed to ignorance we're all trying to do the best we can with what we've got and we put our blinkers on and we all live our own experience Um, so I think let that be and set your own boundaries and allow other people to have theirs as well. Awesome. So what happens if you don't? Live, know, commit to your boundaries with flow and with love. How can that actually lead to body burnout? So we wanted to give you some examples of how I've seen it, both like personally, clinically, where when these boundaries are encroached upon or they're not even set, how does this actually affect your health? So a lot of people with loose, no boundaries will often overgive. There's overgiving, over-responsibility for others, overdoing for others, which might feel good at the time because it's like, oh, yes, I feel like I'm a good human being because I'm doing all this for other people. But eventually that little bubble pops and you shows up as resentment, frustration, stress, chronic stress. So chronic stress can lead to not living a life true to your boundaries, which then burn out your adrenals and your neurotransmitters. So these are part of the body that secrete your stress hormones or stress chemicals, put you in a chronic state of fight or flight, 
So not only have you got adrenal fatigue and maybe like burnt out serotonin or dopamine, but when you're in this fight flight response, your gut and your detox pathways cannot function. So lack of boundaries is definitely a root cause, not the root root cause. We'll get to that soon, but it's definitely a root cause and a reason as to why someone ends up in body burnout sometimes it's not having a lack of boundaries. Sometimes you know well and good what your boundary is and what's what's really healthy and what's functional and what works for you. But the fear that other people will shoot you down, people that you value their input and, and you externally validate opinions and over-prioritize the, the, the needs of others as opposed to yours and you retreat back behind the line, you allow others to, to conquer your, your values and they stand over you. And that, not in, it's not the absence of having a boundary, it's the not standing up for your boundaries, it's not having the, the self-esteem, the self-worth and the security in and of yourself to stand up for what you believe strongly to be true and yeah. healthy. So boundaries or lack of or not standing up for them often affects people's self-care as well. So we all know that in order to like really have a healthy, happy body, we need to carve out time for ourselves. And self-care can look really different for different people. But if you're overdoing, overgiving, over-responsibility, stressing about whether you can communicate in your, uh, your adrenals, communicating your boundaries, whatever it is, then often that time for yourself is affected, which often then leads to unhealthy habits and an unhealthy lifestyle where it's like, I know I should be meal prepping or going for that walk in the sun or I should be doing Spark, which is part of our process in the Ending Body Burnout Method. Or I know that I should be, I don't know, spending more time with my family, but I've got X, Y and Z things that I have to do for other people or because if I don't do these things, I'm going to look poorly in front of these other people. And so then you just get stuck in this this chronic state of overworking, overdoing, busyness without any kind of intentional focus of what you really want. And then there's a there's a cycle of shame and guilt as well. I should be doing that. When you say that, that's it's like a little flag should could go off in the air. It's like that should that shooting that should creak that you're stuck up is is shaming self shaming. Mm. I'll give you a really just a really real time example of something that last year probably like the last quarter of last year. Um, Beautiful things happened in our business. Uh, it was all tied up with different things, but definitely like the book being published and I got really busy. <laughs> um, but, you know, just booked out, booked out months in advance. And so it all happened really fast and people pleasing kind of kicked in in that I'm like, oh, no, I can't say no to this person or this person. So I actually ended up and I, I did. I had for many years, these are the amount of one-on-one -on -one consult hours that I do a week because if I encroach upon that, if that bleeds into like more and more hours, I don't have time for myself or my family or to feed us well and no time to work on and build the business and that makes me unhappy as well. 
And but anyway, so there was a good three months where I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, holy crap, I look at my calendar. I'm like, ah, I've got so many one-on-one appointments, which I love all my people. So I was feeling quite conflictual, but I was getting burnt out, which is kind of ironic because we're on a mission to end body burnout. And my body signaled this very clearly to me and my emotions. So then I got, you know, Chris talked about the game. Okay, cool. We're playing a bit of a different game now. How can I still work the hours that I want to work and feel good about myself and also put these new boundaries in place and do it with flow rather than fear or force. And I've had some emails back from people who were kind of like peed off that they have to wait three months to see me. And initially that didn't feel good, but I just looked underneath the surface and like, hang on, why don't I feel good about this? Well, okay, the deeper fear is that they'll think that I'm (laughs) not a nice person, that I should just open up time for them instead of spending time for my children. And then, you know, it was all just silly stories that I was telling myself. So when I could get clear on all of that, then it was easier to go back to live my boundaries and also to just say no to people who wanted to see me tomorrow. I'm like, no, you can wait. There's plenty of surgeons in this world where you have to wait six months or a year. You can wait like a month or two, max three, to see me. <laughs> yep. I, and, and, I, and I think that's the very, very first thing. And this, this is what I was going to say before. The step, the first step in boundaries. Okay, write this down. Take a note. Self-worth. If I would go so far as to say if you don't have a sense of self-worth, if you are not secure in yourself, you won't have any concept of what your version of healthy boundaries are and you won't be able to to give yourself permission to keep them either. So I think what underpins it, the concept that underpins everything in this whole discussion today is self-worth. If you're having trouble with this, go to the very first questions like, not um, am I, it's like where aren't I seeing my worth and what what am I, what is my worth and really, really, really dig into your security Mm. So that's the like that's the deeper unconscious reason as to why uh, one someone doesn't live their boundaries, but also how it leads to body burnout, and we call it broken rapport. So when it's like I don't trust myself, I don't believe in myself, I don't love myself enough to show up for myself, you break rapport with yourself, and the best, most deepest part of you is not happy when you do that, and it shows this through pain. And very often it shows it up through body burnout symptoms, energy, mood, gut issues, brain fog, PMS, autoimmune, skin issues, because we listen to pain. And so we have seen clients, we've seen symptoms disappear in clients when they start deeply listening to themselves and showing up for themselves. Um, I mentioned the lady with the, the eczema and like the horrible rashes all over her face just completely disappear. I've seen anxiety and chronic fatigue disappear. I've also seen very recently a beautiful lady, she is probably listening to this podcast episode, 
struggling with vestibular migraines for months and months and months to the point where it was happening every day, so bad that she would vomit and diarrhea and be stuck in bed for 12 hours, that when we cleared a bunch of stuff from the unconscious and she really deeply started listening to herself and feeling safe in her body and not feeling like she had to be over-responsible for everyone else, I kid you not. The vestibular migraines have not come back since and they were almost happening on a daily, at the very least, weekly basis. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> All right, so so we've, we've touched on deeper unconscious reasons as to why you struggle to set, keep, communicate your boundaries, but we might dig into this a little bit more. So people-pleasing often shows up when there's lack of, either boundaries being set or um, not being kept or communicated. And so going right back from childhood is when we start getting reprogrammed into our patterns and our beliefs about ourselves. And a lot of people who really struggle with boundaries are often people who were considered the good girl or the, the good boy as a little kid. Um, that might be because there was violence in the home or maybe even just a lot of yelling and disharmony. Um, the type of child that tries to keep the peace or tries to stay under the radar to not put more pressure onto an already stressful environment. Sometimes it could be that you actually had a pretty happy, normal upbringing, but your parents were mostly were emotionally unavailable, which most parents were and are because we haven't been taught, not many people have been taught how to be emotionally present and to have emotional intelligence. So a large proportion of the population have been brought up with emotionally unavailable parents, which then also can show up as people-pleasing patterns because then a child is like, why are you not giving me attention? Why are you not listening to me? Why am I not being heard? Okay, well, I have to try even harder to get your love. And so then it can set up these um, these patterns where you're overdoing for others to try and get external validation and love back. Which we need. And if you don't have that, your life isn't safe, you don't have the connection, you don't have the significance. And so in order to be safe... And to mitigate risk of of not having these these essential core needs met, you install a program to keep yourself safe, which might be like what Philly was saying, people pleasing. Mm. So then, so that's the patterns that someone can set up in a young age in themselves. Uh, also, like during that formative age, we're creating unconscious core beliefs, identity beliefs about ourselves, and often again. The general population have created at some point some unkind, dysfunctional, self-fulfilling beliefs about themselves and they don't even know it. It's hidden in the unconscious and until you actually start doing this deeper healing root, root cause work, you may die as a child with childish beliefs about yourself because you just never know about them. But they often look like I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, I'm irresponsible and so when you have these deeper beliefs that are controlling, they're like the machine that is controlling everything, your thoughts, your feelings, your behavioural patterns, the health of your body, when you have these deeper self-limiting beliefs, you're constantly trying to 
seek external validation that the greatest fear about yourself is not true. And so then those boundaries kind of like become encroached or you let go of them or you don't even set them because it's not actually safe. It's not safe to say no to someone else. It's not safe to stand up for what you feel is right for you because it's very risky. You could be rejected. You could be yelled at. You could be cut off and then therefore the greatest fear that you have about yourself is validated. Romans had Roman soldiers had these guys who held a banner or a flag or a totem up in the air, um, and it kept the whole whole group, the the legion, organized. This may or may not be factual, uh, but good enough. <laughs> and uh, they were called standard bearers or ensigns. And what they did is they, with their flag aloft or their their thing aloft, they're standard, they would march into battle, kept the troops organized, everyone heading in the right direction, make sure that the the force as a whole was cohesive. When that flag bearer, that standard bearer got shot by an arrow, ah, they would fall down, the flag fell down, disarray ensued. If no one else picked up the flag, the standard, and carried that into battle, the 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 army was in a disarray. So enemies knew that. As soon as the the people, the Romans would march, they'd cross the line, the enemies would try and shoot the flag because they knew that the quickest way to win the battle was to shoot the standard down. And that's what happens in life as well. We cross a line, a new boundary, and we say, this is the boundary that I want to live this is the, the rule that I want to adhere by because I'm enough and this is what I'm worthy of. I'm going to defend myself and so uh, this is I'm going to stand up for this. And so we hold our standard up. Now our loved ones and the people that we care about will sometimes not enjoy that we've crossed the line, that we're not going to be this good little boy, good little girl in their eyes and roll over and fawn and do what they are used to. And so sometimes there's a little bit of resistance and a little bit of pushback. And that happens sometimes. And so I think sometimes the fear of that happening keeps us from raising our standard and holding our line. And I mentioned that before. Um, And so whether our loved ones know it or not, that they stand up for what they believe. So we need to stand up for what we believe in and sometimes that takes a little bit of negotiation and arguing and debating and standing up for what we believe in not with force and hatred and violence but with love and with care and and I think that's that's a really crucial part of having healthy boundaries knowing why this is important to you so that you can actually go to your loved ones and say hey this is the reason why I'm doing the thing and I'd love for you to be a part of this. So instead of us fighting, can we work together? Um, and I think if we can feel that self-worth but then also overcome that fear of others' judgment and resistance, we will be able to hold our standard high and be able to live our um, boundaries. Yeah, and the way that you do that 
like if we're getting kind of practical with how can you actually set and keep boundaries is number one, before you do any kind of communication or even figuring out what the heck you want, number one, you must resolve your deepest root cause, fear, unconscious core belief that you have about yourself. See it, name it with laser clarity, what you can't, what you don't know you can't change. So when you can name it, see it with laser clarity, then you can actually start reprogramming the belief and reprogramming a belief beliefs are neural pathways and the research studies say that you can change your neural pathway pathways as quick as quick as three weeks to three months so if this remains hidden or unsolved it will never be safe to set and keep boundaries you'll end up just yo-yoing with it kind of like a yo-yo diet where it's just like yes this is what i want i got burnt out i feel really crappy i'm tired i'm exhausted i'm resentful this is what i want people and it might feel really scary your nervous system is going crazy but you say it and then you don't stick to it because there's deeper unconscious beliefs holding you back it's not safe and if you're like gee i hear these guys talking about these unconscious core beliefs all the time but I don't know how to do it pop your name down on our wait list our ending body burnout method program where we heal the whole self including at an unconscious level doors open end of May so we would love to see you in there so resolve those deeper unconscious core beliefs then as Chris said get clear on what you want what does your dream life look like? What do, what do you also need, especially if you're in a state of body burnout, in order to heal? Because there are needs that need to be met and maybe they're not being met at the moment because you haven't voiced them or you don't even know what they are. And how should boundaries with others come into a play to achieve your dream outcome? So when there's, when there's clarity it's safe to proceed. Without clarity, your unconscious state, your nervous system is constantly feeling uncertain. So you must get really clear on what you want in order to get what you want. Yeah, close your eyes, believe it, dream it, see it, see it up top first, feel it in your heart and then know this is why I want it. You know, you come up with your conceptual game plan before you can win any <laughs> win any sort of game or, or battle or whatever you want to call it, you've you got to have this purpose, this big picture, this strategy, this game plan, reason, cause. And then write it down, articulate it, know it. And, and before you start shooting yourself down, you start holding yourself back, take the handbrake off. Silly ideas, ridiculous ideas are welcome. And just allow yourself to dream and want and yearn for something either better or maybe you want less of or maybe you want more of, but just open up the floodgates and just let it out or let it in, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Mm. Purpose. So reprogram those beliefs. Worth. Get clear on what you want. Purpose. And then communicate that. And when you do the first two, the communication, which often people think is the hardest, actually becomes really easy. Because now you can you can ask for what you want or say no or whatever that boundary looks like for you, for that person. You can you can communicate that 
from a place of self-love because you're backing yourself and so you aren't and you aren't needy so you're not needy for someone else's love or external validation anymore because you're giving it to yourself before we go on to this next point i think a really important distinction is well once you've got that big picture i think and and before you can start communicating with accuracy really got to know what games you're playing, who you're playing with, what are the rules, what does winning look like? Really get clear on, on. Uh, I I like the analogy of the game. So players, what what are you talking about here? Is this a game for our relationship? Is this a game for work? Is this what's happening? Who's who's involved? Uh, what are the rules? What are the boundaries? All that sort of stuff. So before you can actually communicate these things, just get really clear, big picture. Now come little pictures like who's actually involved with this. Um, and if I could win, what does that look like? Um, and then, well, then I, you communicate. I was almost finished. <laughs> you kind of cut my point off when I'd almost finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, well, because I think before you can communicate, you got to kind of know all that stuff. Got to, got to actually know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's hard to communicate if you, if you don't have that. Cool. Do you have anything else to add about no, how re- you communicate? I'm ready to communicate about communicating. <laughs> now, now I've established my. We might have to like communicate needs. off off mic for this one. Okay, Chris had. Okay, no, let's just I'm get good. practical. <laughs> Chris, actually, uh, a pattern that I had that really peed Chris off a lot was saying I um used oh. to always and sometimes I still do slip up. Um, but in in the middle of like what he's saying because he takes very long pauses and also too when I was more um, like in a heightened state, anxious, burnt out, my system was fast as well. So his slow way of talking, I'm like, come on, let's just get to the point. What do you need to know? And then I'd like butt in with my opinion and all that sort of stuff. Um, why am I telling you this? Because it's it's to do with boundaries. So Chris didn't like that so he actually had to share what he wanted from me now I didn't receive it very well because I had my own insecurities about myself that I had to work through and that's okay so here's the thing when you do actually start communicating your boundaries there probably will be people that push back or get offended or don't like it because they're like who even are you why are you actually demanding things from me go back to where you came from and they shoot <laughs> stay you down small and be a martyr and stay a doormat and let me walk all over you so so here's a little thing that has helped me along the way by the way i have been getting a lot better i think with my communication with you chris you're a, you're a well-formed <laughs> Novice. And also, also I don't get offended very rarely anymore. I just, I'm like, yep, take it on the chin. Yeah, thanks for pulling me up. Going to try better. Um, But if if you're kind of in this sticky point where you are actually now, it's safe to communicate, but people are pushing back, frustration with others is almost always a frustration with yourself, with the self. And so, I mean, if you're getting frustrated about them pushing back, then there's something there's still some work that you need to do around your own self-worth. But also too, if you're like, no, I'm all good. I said my thing. Oh, they're getting frustrated. It's kind of frustrating that they're not listening to me, but I'm like not too concerned about it in terms of I'm not getting overly stressed about it. 
then they've got their own stuff. Like they've got their own issues to work through. And so their pushback is no reflection of you as a person, which is really nice to kind of keep at the back of your mind or even the forefront of your mind because then that allows you to continue communicating your boundaries. And I could have come at that conversation like a a soldier going into battle with my own insecurities ready for a fight. It's like, shut up, stop interrupting me, blah, 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 battle, 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 which might have reflected insecurities. Yeah, and and I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm thinking (laughs) there's, there's work to be done, the blind spots in there. It's cool. But now, now if I slip up, I feel like it's very... I think we're both... There's no charge yeah. to it anymore. It's just like, yeah, I did. Ugh, dang it. Same. And then and then also like my security is is greater in, of myself. It's, you know, if, you're, if you've got your own thing to say, um, there's... You've got stuff to say, mm. <laughs> you know. Be, I'm okay with that. Just let you, yeah. let you have your thing. Whereas in the past, it would have led to maybe like, not talking for three days, me giving you the silent treatment because, oh, my gosh, you're not listening to me. You're shutting me down all the time because I'm interrupting you, whereas now it's just kind of like, yeah, cool, that's a pattern that I'd been living for decades that I'm rewriting. And then my insecurities were And like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you don't care about me. I'm not enough. I'm unlovable, <laughs> which is a deep core wound mm. that I, I've worked on. Awesome. Love it. Hey, um. <laughs> Penalties as well. You know, we stick with the the sport analogy, the game analogy. My favorite two sports, basketball and American football. American football is cool. They they throw a yellow flag. The referees have uh, these these weighted flags in their in their belt. And uh, if you do the wrong thing, if you break a rule, they pull it out and throw a flag up in the air. It's if you actually just watch it, it's I I enjoy it. I think it's funny. Um, Basketball, you blow a whistle. So so there's got to be these signs, signals, flags. It's like, hey, time out. <laughs> Rule broken. And you coming up with your own version of a flag or a whistle just to kind of, hey, this might be a letter. You might write a letter or it might be like a conversation framed with some, some gentle words, little sandwich method. But there's got to be penalties as consequences for, for rule encroachment and boundary intrusions um otherwise you know what why would you not stand up for your boundaries are they important to you awesome if you want to learn a bit more about this there's a few chapters in our new book ending body burnout the last chapter in particular is how can you it's called happy home (laughs) which really is about how can you become the leader to create change in the rest of your family or those that you um, are close to and also a bunch of stuff too in the mind section. So I'll pop that in the show notes. Also too, if you would love us to guide you through this healing work that is actually like the quickest way to resolving your physical body burnout symptoms because we're doing physical and metaphysical support at the same time, pop down to the show notes and press the link to our Ending Body Burnout Method to join the waitlist. 
doors will open end of May and if you're on the wait list you get to know first so there's only limited spots and also you get access to some sneaky early bird bonuses. Pew, pew, pew. Thanks so much for joining us today. We've hoped you enjoyed the banter and the chat about boundaries. Have the best day ever. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs)